Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of Esther, and we're in chapter 3. This chapter is entitled, Haman's Plot to Destroy the Jews. And it says, after these events, King Xerxes honored Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, elevating him and giving him a seat of honor higher than all of the other nobles. All the royal officials at the king's gate knelt down and paid honor to Haman, for the king had commanded this concerning him. But Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor. Then the royal officials at the king's gate asked Mordecai, Why do you disobey the king's command? Day after day they spoke to him, but he refused to comply. Therefore they told Haman about it to see whether Mordecai's behavior would be tolerated he had told them he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor, he was enraged. Yet, having learned who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing only Mordecai. Instead, Haman looked for a way to destroy all Mordecai's people, the Jews, all of them throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. In the twelfth year of King Xerxes, in the first month, the month of Nisan, they cast the pure, that is, the lot, in the presence of Haman to select a day and a month, and the lot fell on the twelfth month, the month of Adar. Now, this would have been in about 474 BC, April, or possibly May. Then Haman said to King Xerxes, there is a certain people dispersed and scattered among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom whose customs are different from those of all other people and who do not obey the king's laws. It is not the king's best interest to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them, and I will put 10,000 talents of silver into the royal treasury for the men who carry out this business. So the king took his signet ring from his finger and gave it to Haman, the enemy of the Jews. Keep the money, the king said to Haman, and do with the people as you please. Then on the thirteenth day of the first month, the royal secretaries were summoned. They wrote out in script of each province, of each language of the people, and Haman's orders to the king's satraps, the governors, and the various provinces and nobles. Basically, they wrote the letters to all the people and all the places and all the languages. And it says that these letters were written in the name of King Xerxes himself and sealed with his own ring. Dispatches were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces with the order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all of the Jews, young and old, women and little children, on a single day. The thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month of Adar. That would have been April 17th, 474 BC. Now, they were also given the order that they could plunder the goods, not only to destroy the people, but to take whatever they wanted. And then a copy of this text was issued as law in every province and made known. So it was made law that these people could be murdered on this particular day and that all of their things could be stolen. 
and it was signed essentially with the king's signet ring, which means that it could not be undone. Not even a king can undo his own edict, which means that it was in fact law and final. The chapter ends by saying, spurred on by the king's command, the couriers went out, and the edict was issued in the citadel of Susa. The king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa was bewildered. Now moving on to chapter 4, Mordecai persuades Esther to help. So it says, when Mordecai learned of all that had been done, he tore his clothes, he put on sackcloth and ashes, and went out into the city, wailing loudly and bitterly. But he went only as far as the king's gate, because no one clothed in sackcloth was allowed to enter it. In every province to which the edict and order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting and with weeping and with wailing. It says that many lay in sackcloth and in ashes. When Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned Hathok, one of the king's eunuchs, assigned to attend her, and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathok went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa, to show to Esther and explain it to her. And he told him to urge her to go into the king's presence to beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Hathak went back and reported to Esther that Mordecai had said all of that. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that he be put to death. So Esther is saying, in response to Mordecai asking her to plead with the king, that Anyone who goes before the king without being summoned, without the king asking for that person to be there, will be put to death. So to go before the king without being asked is to lay down your life. So that's important and will be more important shortly. So it says the only exception for this is for the king to extend the gold scepter to him and spare his life. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king, is what Esther said. So when Esther's words were reported back to Mordecai, he sent this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows? but that you have come to this royal position for such a time as this. So Mordecai is recognizing that the Lord himself has probably placed Esther in this position in order to save her people. Who knows, he says, that you have come to this position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days. I 
and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. So she sent word, fast, pray for me. I will be doing the same. So she's going before the Lord in humility, denying her flesh, being led by the Spirit and saying, Lord, you lead me. Show me what to do and how to lay down my life for these people. For she knows that to go before the king is to lay down her life, to request that he save the lives of her people. And that ends chapter 4. And we will pick up next time in the book of Esther in chapter 5 when she goes before the king.